Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome. Into footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch us on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. The entire first hour, free. Open phone lines. We'll be talking a little Astro baseball at 10.15 with our friend Patrick McClellan from the Lima Time podcast and plenty of Astro stuff to talk about. Plenty of Astro stuff to talk about. Um, Let's start with a slight rewind. On Tuesday, uh, the Astros had Justin Verlander who took a no-hitter into the eighth. Many Astro fans around the globe were thinking, man, I hope he throws a no-hitter. I was thinking, please don't throw a no-hitter. So I raise up to you the greatness of Gio Urshela's clean single to right field in a, in a five-to-nothing loss. In Anaheim that same night, Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter. I was like, Bozo, what's wrong with you? I was glad to see that Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter because they were going to win the game whether he threw a no-hitter or not. And as I suspected, the team that did not throw the no-hitter now, they didn't actually win yet, but they are up 5-1 to one in the fourth inning. Astros leading the Twins 5-1 to one in the fourth inning. By the way, you can hear the conclusion of that game, 12-10. Just say noon, but technically it's 12-10, I believe. Uh, right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Then 30 minutes after the conclusion of that game. They will play the regularly scheduled game three of that series as the Astros conclude, weather permitting, obviously, uh, the first leg of a a three-city road trip. Man, they got a lot of road games. Man, I I sure hope this is a year where the Astros do well at home because after this nine this three this nine game three city trip they're going to have a lot of home games the rest of the way like a lot they've been on the road a lot this is already their second three city trip we just played a month so um so that's going to they're going to have a lot of home games and then of course what happened with Anaheim after they did all the little celebrate ooh we threw a no hitter we're such me people uh, they got beat four to two with the great Shohei Otani pitching. Oh, they they're gonna win the next day after the no hitter. They have Shohei Otani pitch and eh, didn't win. 
You never want to throw a no-hitter, especially on the on game one of a series. And in the Astros' case, especially game one of a road trip, a nine-game road trip. You know, that would have been awful. It's about the teams, not about the individual. Have you ever heard me say that? You got to preach that. It's about the teams, not about the individual. Now, it takes individuals to make a team. And there's a couple individuals that I'm very excited about. One of them is Justin Verlander. Another one that I'm very excited about is Jeremy Pena. I'm, I'm going to withhold my uh, – I'm trying to suppress my excitement over what I've seen from Jeremy Pena in the first month of the season as a, as a rookie. I understand that at any moment he can go over 20 and his batting average start with a one. I get all that. But, uh, but man, he just does so many things. I've already seen him with my own eyes do so many things well. The cat even gets sacrificed flies, which sounds like, well, what's the big deal with that? You know how many guys are not good at that? A lot of, a lot of good hitters are not good at that. It seems easy, but doesn't happen as often as it should. This cat, Jeremy Pena. Wow. Anyway, I'll reserve some of that for later. So I'm so glad Reed Detmers got to celebrate Reed Detmers. They got to have their little no-hitter so they could lose the next day. And then Now, to be fair, the Astros didn't win yet. They're only up 5-1. to one. Now, I like my chances of winning, but uh, hopefully, um, you know, the bullpen will get it done and we'll, we'll, we'll examine all the possibilities there when Patrick's on in the next hour. Speaking of individuals, I say versus, doesn't have to be versus, doesn't have to be an adversarial situation. But from an analysis standpoint, this kind of is. Speaking of individuals versus team. If you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan right now, what are you thinking? Like, really? This is really bizarre. You know, it's one thing to have the kind of camaraderie and and togetherness and good team chemistry and clutch performers and, and, and great complimentary players. It's one thing to have all that especially in the small sample size. But what are you thinking when in the pretty large sample size you seem to play better when your superstar isn't playing? I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Man, I would love for a QW to explain that one to me. Boy, they, their minds would really be blown. Like, I don't even know if a QW can comprehend that. <clears throat> but I'm not a QW. And I kind of struggle with it as well. He's obviously a good player. He's obviously got a lot of star um, qualities about him. And yet... Their record is better when he doesn't play. 
they seem to play better when he doesn't play. I mean, we're not talking about losing the left guard. Again, like like the analogy I discussed yesterday, we're talking about basketball here. There's only five players on the court at the whole time, at any given time. Five, not 20-something. Five. It's not baseball where even if you're the greatest hitter of all time, you only get to bat once. You don't get to bat like three times through the order. You only get to bat once. So in that way, it's the ultimate team sport, even though in so many other ways, it's it's kind of individually oriented. One of the fascinating things about baseball. Um. So what do you do? Like, how many of us, I mean, the Memphis Grizzly fans probably didn't think that because they saw with their own eyes the Grizzlies play fabulous all season without Morant. All year. Their record is very good without him. You could argue they actually played better basketball without him. And so he's out. Everyone already has Golden State advancing to the next round, and that still might happen. I get that. But at one point last night, the John Morantless Grizzlies were beating them by 55. 55 points. 55. They were they were up. I've joked before, and when I think of those games, what automatically comes into my mind is is Joe Dean Dean all those years ago. I think it was a Sunday afternoon game. LSU was playing Auburn on the road, and and they were getting crushed. It was late in the season, as I remember, if I remember correctly. And I remember Joe Dean saying, and the Tigers are down by even 40. Well, these cats were down by 55. Incredible. So, and I bring this up because, one, I don't really have an explanation. But also, like, they're about to face, like, they're going to, I guess they're going to sign this guy, but he's this young star. That's what the NBA is all about, stars. So I guess they're going to sign this guy to a mega contract, but in the back of the mind, owners got to be going, why do we seem to play better when he's not on the floor? Again, I do not watch nearly enough. I mean, I don't, you know, essentially I don't watch any. I mean, I watch a play here and there. I have never in my life sat down and watched a Memphis Grizzly game from beginning to end, not one time. So I couldn't begin to tell you, like, if Lewis was here, he probably could give you a theory. But um, I don't know. I'm just saying the the situation, that, that, that scenario, that case study, as I like to call it, is, is fascinating. You have a superstar player, and and its team his team is better without him, it seems. And again, we're not talking about five games or ten games or twenty games. We're talking about almost the whole season. <laughs> it seemed like he was out for some pretty big chunks. And then here they go. He goes out, and and they and they just crush this little team. Now, if I'm a Warrior fan, I wouldn't I wouldn't be that concerned. 
Because getting blown out one game of a regular season, I mean, in a playoff, it doesn't mean anything. Because a loss is a loss. It's kind of like if you're going to lose, you might as well get no hit. That's the way I look at it. If I'm going to lose, might as well get no hit because my chances go way up for winning the next day. Once they do their little celebrated, do all the little interviews all night. Oh, this is great. We love Reed Detmus. And then get beat the next day. That's funny. I love that. Speaking of how I look at sports, I'm a little uncomfortable about where the Cajun baseball team is right now. I don't know. I don't like what happened last night. I mean, um, you know, they crush rice and poor rice. They're not very good right now. That program is in the dumps. And the Cajuns are looking at going into Texas State this weekend in San Marcos, the biggest series of the year on paper. Um, They're in first place. You're three games back. So your chances of catching them are not good, but you still want to try to get a win or two. And you just got 152 hits in two games. Oh, that that is not good. Pabon. Not good. Now, you want to win the game. You don't want to lose to a bad team. And there's nothing you can do about it. They're just bad. I get it. But what did they get? Like 18 hits? You get like 33 hits, I think, in those two games in Houston. Ooh, that ain't, I, don't like, I don't like that at all. Doesn't mean you can't win. I'll just be surprised if they score as many runs as a lot of us were thinking. But do you have to pay the Piper, though, because it's different series now? Oh, or are you still yeah. pay the Piper? Oh, yeah. You, 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 you're playing against the game. You're not playing against an opponent. Mm. The Piper is the game. So you still got to play against the game. It, it, it's That made me very uncomfortable seeing them get, I think it was 18 and 15 or 18 and 14, 32, 33 hits in the two games going into the biggest series of the year. That makes me very apprehensive. Let's take um let's go to the game hotline and then we'll take our first break. Hello. Yes, I have a uh, a quick answer for you for the John Morant thing. Okay. Uh as much as I like John Morant, he's my he's really my favorite player in the league right now. But the the reason why I consider Grizzlies are a little better without him is players like him, I say Jason Tatum and like the Donovan Mitchells, they're ball stoppers. When the hand, when the ball is in their hands, it's like they come, they come down the court, and it's not as much team basketball when they're on the court. And without them on the court, and notice when they're in the game, and when they're out the game, the second unit plays more team basketball. And now, without him on the court, the ball moves, it flows more. So the, the other players have more shots. And right, and and let and let me ask you this, Darren. Stops. And Darren, let me ask you this: Are they also better defensively when he's not on the court? It, 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 it's like everybody everybody has a role, and, and everybody gets to move freely, like, like they want to move. Right. So when John Morant's on the floor, it's like he's really the floor general. So so it's like. He controls everything, but it's like every, now everybody has a role, and, 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 and they enjoy playing together. So that that's my theory. And like like the same thing for the Celtics. It, Jason Tatum just started learning how to play team ball. But if you don't remember at the beginning of the season, 
The, the Celtics weren't were, were doing so, so good because Jaden Payson was a ball stopper. Right. Uh, no, I, I get it. I get it. It makes perfect sense. Now, do you think, though, do you, do you think that they're also better defensively when Morant doesn't play? Well, I wouldn't say that. Last night was just a case of the, the Warriors were making shots. That, 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 that's what I could say that was. But offensively, they, they are better without Morant because – the ball moves more freely. Right. That, ma- that, that makes that. sense. I appreciate the call. That makes perfect sense. Thanks for the call, sir. All right. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, I hate this. I, I, I don't like the whole process of it, but it, but it's reality. Uh, the schedule for the NFL is supposed to come out, and then on a leak, 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 leak. I mean, it's just silliness. I don't understand the purpose of all this leaking. Like, the, the season ain't playing. It's not like the season starts next week. Like I said, everyone, the people that follow their leagues, they need that. They just don't have, just be patient. We can't wait until the stupid schedule comes out. But since we can't wait and everybody's so impatient, Mr. Calm Compose my, Me will have to just give in to it. We'll look at some of the Saints' schedule leaks, what I like and don't like. We come back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints, also known as Alvin Camara. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. Once again, no afternoon programming. Astros at Twins right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Starting at noon, we'll finish out. Um, the game that began last night and then got halted in the fourth inning because of a rainstorm that turned into hail. It was really, really ugly. Uh, Astros leading 5-1 to one, thanks to three RBIs from Jeremy Pena. Man. I mean, who would have ever thought watching Guillermo Pena play for the Braves that one day his son would bring me so many smiles as an Astro. You just never know how that stuff's going to work. Also want to remind you that if you would like to win Downtown Rising VIP passes for Downtown Rising featuring Cold War kids on Saturday, June the 4th, you need to go to the website, register for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, and you might win VIP passes for Downtown Rising, featuring co-war kids again Saturday, 
June the 4th, the ultimate downtown rising VIP experience presented by Social Entertainment, Raider Solutions, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right. If you haven't heard the Saints schedule leaks, again, this is not official. But usually the leaks end up being, you know, accurate. I mean, again, I don't know why we have a big schedule release if they just leak a bunch of stuff. It's just silliness to me. It's kind of like when they they we went through that period with the draft where they where they told you who was being picked before the draft before they announced it. Like, why even announce it then? It's silliness. Anyway, not everybody's. As, I keep telling myself, not everybody is as patient and rational. When it comes to the issues following their favorite teams as me. I get it. I I just need to accept that and move on. But um, schedule leaks. According to the schedule leaks, the Saints are opening the season at the Falcons. You know me. I don't like playing division games at the beginning of the year or the end of the year. The NFL does. Joey loves it. He loves division games that mean nothing. He loves division games, which are theoretically the most important games you play all season, being played at the end of the year where they most of them don't mean anything, or the beginning of the year when teams are still playing preseason games, essentially. I know they count, but teams are still in preseason mode. So what we've decided is we want our most important games – played when most of them don't count because you're finishing out a season and you're either out of it and too injured or you're way ahead and and, and the game doesn't mean anything. Or the first couple games of the year when we're essentially still playing preseason games because we don't do anything anymore in the preseason. Uh, We don't don't want those really important games played a little bit more towards the middle of the season when you kind of got your feet underneath you. It's kind of like... It'd be kind of like playing the World Series after a lockout at the end of April. I mean, essentially, that's what we do. Think about how stupid that would be. But anyway, um, Saints open at the Falcons, according to Schedule League Central. Then they play the Yucks on the road in week two. Then they play in Orneville in week three. Obviously, the three division teams. So they open up, according to schedule leaks, um, with the three division games. Two of them on the road. And then they go to London. So the last time this happened, when the Saints went to London and beat the – it was actually the turning point game in the, in the, in, for, in, for this run – they, they went to London, played the little Dolphins, and beat them 20 to nothing. Ugly football game, but the defense played really well, obviously. Uh, and when they did that, they played in Arneville, then they went to London. Well, um, that's probably what they're going to do again. Just go from straight from Arneville to London. Which is ironic because Benedict Arno was from London, probably. I mean, I guess I don't know that exactly. But they're going to go to Orneville, play the Benedict Arnolds, and then they're going to go to London, which is, I'm pretty sure, probably where Benedict Arnold was from, or at least had been, you know, he was English. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of fitting, actually. 
when you when you think about it. And then do according to this, now again, this is not official. But according to Saints Schedule League Central, uh, which is not an official term, by the way. I'm just making that up. Um, they don't get a bye week. So they play three of four games on the road, including one in another country. And then they don't even get a bye week. Now, I hope this is wrong. I hope they really do get a bye week. But I don't know. It seemed like they should. But according to this... They come home and play Seattle at home and then the Bengals at home. And then they got a road Thursday game right after that. But the NFL is so, they just drive me crazy, the NFL. Just doesn't make any sense. So, again, uh, if this is accurate, the first seven weeks at Atlanta, host um, host the Yucks. I said at Tampa, I think. No, it's host the at Atlanta, host the Yucks in Orneville, the Vikings in London, Seattle at home, Bengals at home, at the Cardinals on a Thursday night. I think I'd rather play a finesse team on a Thursday night on the road than a than a home than a than a physical team. So that part is probably best. All right. The other games that so say we know. Uh, yeah, the Ravens on a Monday night in week nine, the Rams at home right before Thanksgiving, the cheaters, uh, on Thanksgiving Sunday, then at the Yucks on Monday night, week 13 at the Browns on Christmas Eve. At the Browns, and understand the Browns own the Saints. Absolutely own them. Oh man, they need to. They, the Saints need to do something about that. Now, one of the, another team that owns the Saints right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Get ready because we're going to be talking a lot about. I'm a, I'm a little tired of getting completely dominated by the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, I'm getting information here. Benedict Arnold was actually born in America, but died in London. Hmm. He died in London. So may I, my, my mind is racing here. Playing the Benedict Arnolds. Maybe they'll lose like the first two games of the year and we could put the death nail to this season for them at 0-3 and then go where Benedict Arnold died right after that. I, I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, it, I, I don't know how, how all that ties together, but maybe it will in time. We'll see. No, I, uh, the, you know, a couple years ago, the NFL put the Vikings on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, you're not supposed to play a team you hate. You're supposed to be celebrating the birth of Jesus. And they got me playing the Vikings. Now, fortunately, it went well. That was the game that Z28 scored like 72 touchdowns in one game. I don't know how he did that, but he scored like 72 touchdowns in one game. Um, So on Christmas Eve this year, according to this, the Saints are going to be playing in Cleveland. Rocking around the Christmas tree. I don't know. I'm tired of losing to Cleveland. But the game that... 
you know, this is typical. The one game that I was the most interested in finding out about is the Eagles. I'm tired of losing to the Eagles. Are y'all not tired of getting? It's not just losing. It's getting your face crushed by the Eagles. Like, completely outcoached. I don't know what it is. Again, I... I can't give you all the technical terms and blocking angles and all that. I don't know what it is about the way the Eagles run the football. But the Saints do not match. They, they, the Saints defense matches up with a lot of teams. Do not match up with the Eagles. And it may have to do with all of the, um, you know, the hybrid five defensive back kind of schemes that they run because the I don't know if you heard they also play the Ravens they can run the football too so the Saints are gonna have to they need to re-sign Quan. they got all this money forget about Jarvis Landry let's re-sign Quan Alexander because we they got to figure out how to stop the Ravens running game and Lamar Jackson and the Eagles and Jalen Hurt I'm tired of getting the Eagles just lining up and just running the ball down my throats. And by the way, the Browns run the ball pretty well, too, if you hadn't noticed. Got to play the stupid Cleveland Browns on Christmas Eve. This, they need to forget about another wide receiver. Let's re-sign Quan Alexander and try to figure out how in the world to stop these running games on this league schedule. Let's go to the game hotline. Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you even, you even get me, man. I mean, listen, Benedict Arnold, Benedict Arnold, you, Kevin, you didn't, you didn't pay too much attention to social studies in school. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kevin, Benedict Arnold wasn't born in, in London. Well, I mean. He was a he was a patriot. He 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 was a. I mean, he got mad because they kept on. Passing well, yeah, but it's not all, not all them. Yeah, but not all them cats were born in America. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah most of them. Were, so you think of, all of so them were born time, in America? Most of the, by that time, most of them were born. You know, most of them that fought in seventeen seventies were born in the. 1740. He's a third. You know, yeah, that makes that, that makes sense. That that that, that 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 makes sense. But yeah, but yeah, the cat the cat born. died in anyway, London. Kevin, well, you know why he died in London. Man, you know why he died in London. He was a Benedict Arnold. He got away. Yeah. Go ahead. He got away. You know, he, they, they they let him slip away, and he got you know he left, and he died pretty much. Uh, uh, Miserable, I guess, a lonely, shameful life because you know, really, he was a patriot at heart. But anyway, let's get away from social studies uh, uh, lesson. Okay, Kevin, what is happening in our world where we can't? We have. We're going to start the season with three divisional games. Look, I've been fighting this battle forever. Everyone buys it. Oh, it's just listen, it's, it's ridiculous. enough to make you. It's that stupid. is the most. That's the silliest thing ever. It's stupid. I mean, it's ridiculous. Why on earth do they not understand? I, can you? I, I just don't understand how they cannot figure out that you do not want to play divisional games. I mean, if if 
if they just took you on your record to, you know, to the playoffs, I can understand. But the divisional games get you in the playoffs. You can win your division and be the worst, have the worst playoff record, and you're going to get in. I mean, uh, it's it, it's ridiculous. It, it's I agree, but it's beyond, they, beyond people just hey, we just oh. don't have any. Nobody has any depth. I mean, it's just the leagues. I mean, it's all about flash and. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it's so course, stupid. They can't. What, they can't gonna, peel yeah, back about, two things and see anything. Watch? What's going to make them watch? When can they get them the most people to watch the game? And it, 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 it's, it's awful, it's, Kevin. You, it's uh, you know, it's it's getting hard, man. It's harder and harder every day to just be a to be us. You know. Yes. As I, I have a friend, I have a friend that says this, Kevin. It can't. It has to be me. It can't be the rest of the world. You know? <laughs> I got a real good friend that says that to me all the time. No, it, it, it's the rest of the world. It be me. It can't be the rest of the world. And, and sometimes I think, surely it must be me because the rest of the world just moves along, skipping along. They look like they're happy as a lark. Oh, you know, hey, the schedule's out. Ooh, look good. Oh, boy, we play the Falcons first. And yeah, 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 it, it's. It's very difficult. All right, I just <laughs> you just make me chuckle, Kevin. That's why I listen, man, because I never know when I'm gonna, when I'm gonna get a good laugh. And uh, so, listen, y'all have a great day. All right, man. Thank, Later. thanks, Manny. Actually, I'm pretty good at history and actually enjoy it. But yeah, I, I get what Manny's saying. I don't know. All of that was kind of off the top of my head. I I should have. Should have examined it a little more, but I still think it's it's kind of I don't know. There's something there. Benedict Arnold's go to Ornaville, go where Benedict Arnold died. Hopefully the Astro, I mean the Saints can win and they can bury the Arnolds for yet another season. I'm all for it. We'll take a timeout, come back with more. <laughs> the man was actually born in Connecticut. Benedict Arnold. A patriot. No, I, I everything Manny said made sense. I shouldn't have. I should have realized that. My mind is not all there. We'll be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Back to footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. Want to remind you this Saturday, the world famous CD Clint Domang will be in Lake Charles on Ryan Street. For the This Is Home Festival, be broadcasting from 9 to 11 a.m. from Ryan Street in downtown Lake Charles. There will be live music and food and drinking, all kind of great stuff, uh, fun stuff for people to do. So tune in to Under the Dome live from Lake Charles this Saturday, or you could swing by and say hi to the world-famous CD at the This Is Home Festival in Lake Charles Saturday 
morning. By then, we won't need any more leaks. We'll know all the schedules. Um, you know, if you were really paying attention, you'll even know where Benedict Arnold was born. I had no idea he was born in Connecticut until this morning. So the things you you, you the things you don't you know you didn't know that you learn every day. So that was um that was good. All right, Cajun softball won yesterday four to two. Interesting how things play out. And you know me, I, I'm not an individual. I'm about the team. But they na- when they named the All Sunbelt Conference team, there were there were no pitchers for the Cajuns on the first team. On the second team, there were two pitchers: uh, Sam Landry, true freshman, and Kendra Lamb. Well, the Cajuns kind of have a three-headed monster in the circle, and the other one is Megan Shoreman. Megan Shorman from the beginning, from the middle of the season and now has been their best pitcher, and she's the one that wasn't put on the second team all-conference team. And yet, when the pitching staff decided who to start game one of the series, which as Coach Glasgow classified it yesterday as the most important game, and I think the reason, just trying to read between the lines, the most important reason for that is when you're the regular season champion, I think the one thing you you just don't want to go 0-2. Now, Bobby pointed out, um, Bobby pointed out when we spoke on Tuesday that back in 07, um, Back in 07, that the um, the Cajuns went 0-2 and still got an at-large bid. Now, kids, that, that was a long time ago. Um, I, so I think he's looking at yesterday's game as the most important of the conference tournament because, not because of who they were playing, because Coastal's RPI is not nearly as good as... Not not nearly as good as, you know, Troy, who they're playing today at 10 a.m., about to start in a little bit. Or if they play later in the tournament, you know, South Alabama, who won 10-2 to last night, by the way, over in the late game against Georgia State. Or if they play Texas State, not as good. But what you want to do is avoid 0-2. Like the main – you just – you if you if you're the regular season champion – and you don't go 0-2, and even if you do, they'll probably get in. But if they if you don't go into, you're you know, you're you're gonna be in. And plus he figures if he wins the first game, he might not win the tournament, but he probably will win at least one of the next two games. So I, I think that's why he said after the game yesterday, that was the most important game. So and when he talked about the most important game in the tournament, he pitched Shorman, and she did fabulous. Now, they didn't score a bunch of runs. They got two big, or was it three big, two-out hits. Uh, They got a two-out homer. I'm not remembering exactly. I know that Rain O'Neal's double was with two outs because it came after the double play. And I think Alexa Lang, I think uh, Stormy Kotzelnik's uh, single up the middle was with two outs, but I'm not 100% on that. But anyway, they got some clutch hitting. 
And they didn't score a bunch of runs, but they scored four, and it turned out to be enough. It's kind of strange. Look, I enjoy softball. We talk a lot about softball. But if I was the king, I would not allow. I would get rid of all what I call the little league rules in college softball. Like pitchers reentering, they need to to stop that. All these starters that can come back, reenter, they need to stop all that. The game is too popular. It's too, it's advanced too much. They need to get rid of all those silly rules. And it needs to be more like baseball rules. In my opinion, doesn't, you don't have to agree with me. I'm, cause for, it's just like, for instance, yesterday, Megan Shorman pitched seven innings. It's a seven inning game. She pitched seven innings, but she didn't have a complete game. You say, well, how in the world could that happen? Because you can re-enter. So they started, she, she, she pitched the first batter of the sixth. She she gave up, a uh, I think it was a double to Thomas, who who was by far their best hitter. In fact, yesterday, Coach Glasgow proclaimed her the best hitter he's seen in his five years in the conference. Um, And she is really good. We got a chance to see her a couple weeks ago when, when Coastal visited Lamson Park. So the, the, she got a leadoff double. So they, they've been switching them, you know, all year long. So they bring in Kendra and the first girl bunts. Kendra's the worst of the three fielders. So it was very wise strategy. Uh, Montoya bunted, got an RBI single. And then the next girl hits a double. And all of a sudden it's four to two. And so they brought Megan right back. And um, she got. The, re- the last five hitters out with, I think, three strikeouts of the five. And and through a seven-inning game in seven inning had a seven-inning. Officially, she threw seven innings, a seven-inning game, but it wasn't a complete game. They need to stop all that. But anyway, um, Cajuns play Troy today at 10 a.m. It'll be interesting to see how many runs they score. Troy pitches well normally, but they don't score a whole bunch of runs. And the Cajuns do a really good job historically against Troy's ace pitchers. So we'll, I'm sure that Troy will try a little different strategy because they didn't even compete against the Cajuns when they came to Lamson early. I mean, they didn't even – that was a face-crushing series. Uh, they didn't even compete at all. Coastal competed much better against the Cajuns in their four games than Troy did in those three. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back with more. Finish out the first hour on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. May 12th, 1955. Chicago Cub pitcher Sam Toothpick Jones becomes the first African-American to throw a no-hitter in Major League Baseball winning four zip over the Pittsburgh Pirates at Wrigley Field. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, if you would like to win a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, you need to go to the website, join the game clubhouse. 
and you might win a $50 gift certificate to have Shell Oyster House would be a great date night or just make you feel better if your team's not playing well. Or if your team is, you could celebrate by eating a great meal. Nothing does, nothing gets you in a better mood either way than uh, eating a great meal. So go to the one oh, go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. Sign up for the clubhouse. You might win a $50 gift certificate to have Shell Oyster House. All right. So we talked about the uh, after effects so far of the no-hitter and the near no-hitter. Always prefer a near no-hitter than the no-hitter. Uh, and we talked discussed some of the Saints schedule leaks. Uh, and the whole schedule in its totality will be released tonight. Also talked to uh, I'm a little worried about Cajun baseball and Cajun softball is about to start in its second game in Mobile. That's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can watch us on the simulcast, Stadium 32.3, 133 in LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. We had quite a unique first hour. Um, I discovered that I've never really, I, I, I feel like I have a pretty good idea about history, fan of history. History was my favorite subject, but I, we, we discovered, thanks to Manny in my first hour, that I've never really considered like how long our found, well, like that our, where, when our, where our founding fathers were born. Never really considered that. When, how long were they actually on this side of the pond, as they say? So um, we learned where Benedict Arnold was, was born and, and where he died. And uh, that made sense that he died on the other side um, of the pond, as Ange would call it. And so, we, you know, apparently, according to the scheduled leaks, the Saints will be going to Arnoville, which is not that far from, um, from Mayberry. And, uh, and then they will go to... Um, London to play the Vikings. So any of thoughts, uh, again, any thoughts you may have about the Saints schedule leaks? I'm assuming most of all of that is accurate. It'll become official, you know, when they release it tonight, whenever that is around seven o'clock or, or so. Uh, the the Saints schedule leak thing also said that the Saints will be playing at Cleveland On Christmas Eve. By the way, was it Christmas on a Sunday just a few years ago? Did I dream? Did I not? I was surprised to see that Christmas is on a Sunday again. I thought it was like on a Sunday a few years ago. But anyway. Um, I'm being 
Hannah's telling me here. The five names tell me that Sam Landry is is starting today for the um, for the Cajuns as they open um, game two or their game two of the second game of the Sun Belt Conference tournament in Mobile. By the way, um, LSU softball yesterday got beat by Mississippi State. So if LSU in the first round of the SEC tournament, so if LSU was on the bubble and got beat in the first round by Mississippi State, who's not really that good, that kind of tells me that they probably won't host. So that really limits, again, we talked about this with Bobby on, 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 on Tuesday. That really limits the options, of it would seem anyway, if geography is going to have anything to do with it. Um, where the Cajuns would go as a 2C, would they really send them to Austin? Or would they send them to Arkansas and Fayetteville? I don't know how far that is, but it's a lot further than Austin. And it's a whole lot further than Baton Rouge. And you don't want any part of Tuscaloosa or Tallahassee. Hmm, that's kind of dicey. So for all those who have said, man, I'm tired of going to Baton Rouge Regional, you might get what you want and you may not like it. I certainly won't like it. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to wrap my mind around some of this Saints schedule stuff. Uh, the Astros have won eight in a row, and they're up 5-1 to one in a suspended game today. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Kevin, what do you think of a major league umpire's favorite thing to do during the game? His favorite thing to do. Um, you know, ring you up on a pitch four inches off the plate? Well, I, I, I'm trying to guess. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. They love in that full count, two yes. out, game on the line, runner in scoring position, yeah. bases loaded. They love punching a guy out on a pitch nowhere close. Yes. Oh, it's pathetic. It is so pathetic. Last night, as soon as that ump took his mask off, I wish Paul Wecky would have just cold cocked that ump right in the face. Just drop him like a bag of dirt. Well, I don't know about Once that. But like by that the way, it's needed, Kevin. It's long overdue. Needed. Jules, Jules, did you hear? Did you hear what uh what's his name uh the Mets new guy who was the announcer on ESPN for years what what old grumpy manager uh, of the oh, Mets um, uh, Buck Showalter oh, Buck Showalter no did, guy. no but did you did you hear what Buck Showalter said recently what? they they asked Buck Showalter Buck who who who'd you vote for for president he said in the last election Buck said. Angel Hernandez, because if he became president, he wouldn't have to umpire anymore. <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. I didn't I didn't hear that. But really, you know, I, I don't know how you can't be for Robo Ump. It's it, it's you know I I would 
do away with every bit of technology. No reviews, no this, no that, uh, no, uh, no batting gloves, no elbow guards, no shin guards, no foot guards, none of that. Let's go back to 1960s baseball, but we're going to have RoboLump. That's what we need. That's Man. what we need. I just just drop the guy like a bag of dirt. <laughs> right in the face. Jules is inciting <laughs> violence here. We can't have that. Uh, oh, man. It's, it's, no, it is aggravating. It, it, it is they aggravating. They waiting. They, they've already decided no matter where that pitch is, I'm ringing this guy up if he doesn't swing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's so uh, stupid, man. Hang in there. One, and one, one other thing okay. real quick. You know how MLB was all proud that, you know, they, they're micing up the umpire. Yeah. You know, so he can explain to the people what's going on. But in typical MLB fashion, they're only allowed to comment on official challenges. The, the one challenge that each team gets. Well, when they there's a bang-bang call at first, we all know what's going on there. It's when they come back from a TV timeout and the manager's on the field talking to the umpire for five minutes. That's what the people want to know, yeah, what's I, going on. Right. But they can't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, MLB is, you know, <laughs> they couldn't save their life. If they had a, a a raft full of life preservers, <laughs> they're, they're incompetent. Incompetent. We can't comment on that. Oh, but we can tell you he's challenging to call at first that the runner was out. You know, a blind person knows that. <laughs> That's not what we wanted. We want to know about this, why is the manager out arguing something yeah. in the middle of the game and nobody has any clue what it is? That's what the people want to know. You're right. No, You're not, right. We're not that smart yet. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. All right. Bye. I guess I guess we can't get on Jules for wanting to lay out the umpire when when Raymond want, said he wanted to punch the commissioner in the throat. I mean, he said he wanted to punch him in the throat. Let's go back to the game hotline. Foot. How are you, sir? All right. Listen, man, I tried to make a historic phone call yesterday, and I guess my timing was off because I couldn't get through. The guy from South Lafouche was in South Lafouche trying to make a phone call from there to you yesterday to get on your show. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess, <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess my timing was off. I couldn't yeah. get through. But, uh. Any, anyway, how was the I, weather in South Lafouche? Was that? How was the weather in South Lafouche? Oh, fine. Same as over here. Got a few piles of debris here and there, a couple of blue roofs, but a lot more metal roofs than I've ever seen before down there, I tell you that. I believe it. Yeah. But uh, I'm a little frustrated with this this uh, schedule thing. So it, that That's actually an event I look forward to every April. They pushed it back to May this year. Yep. And all these people who are leaking, 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 like you say, they need to get some depends for their uh, for their mouth because, uh, you know, let it be a surprise tonight when this goes on. Now, the Saints, it was the Saints' turn this year to have nine home games 
but we lose one because we got to go across the pond in to, to, to go to uh, England, get up at the crack of dawn on a Sunday to watch the game to play the Vikings. Yes, it's awful. Yes. Now, uh, now who's who is the extra team we play this year? We play the AFC North. So who's the other AFC team we get this year? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's a home game. Uh, we play the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, oh, wait, I got more. It looks like it's the Raiders. The Raiders. Okay, so we play the Raiders at home. Yeah. Now, I also heard that I think it's a Sunday night game. The Saints will be playing home against the Bengals. And all the Joe Burrow fans are going to come out of the woodwork for that one, I'm sure. So that'll be an interesting game. But um, I, I, I agree with you. I don't like starting the season with three straight divisional games. Well, it's just stupid. I mean, it's just what it yeah, is. It's stupid. You know, I, I think the NFL should break it down to segments where everybody plays like your, uh, your, 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 your conference non-divisionals. Then you hop over to the other side and play your four or five crossovers, and then uh, you know mix it up and do your divisional games after that. You Unbelievable! Know, just, uh, I, I just saw the schedule leak. Unbelievable! Listen to this foolishness. The Saints have to play at the Eagles again. When are they going to play the Eagles at home? Yeah, we just went to the Eagles. Uh, according according to this, the Saints buy is in like is in like May. I mean, the Saints buy is December, week 14, December the 11th, and then they got to play at the Eagles on New Year's Day. Got to play at the Eagles again. They play at the Eagles on New Year's Day, and their buy is in like May. Unbelievable. And then they got to play at the Brown, two teams that absolutely own them. On on New on Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. The said that it needs to be fixed. Something's going on. Listen to this stretch. Listen to this stretch. The Saints on November the seventh play the Ravens at home on Monday Night Football. Then they go to Pittsburgh, and Agbo. I hope they get to play. I hope Bobby Scott's quarterbacking by then. And then um and then they play. The Rams at home, and then at the Cheaters, and then at the Yucks. So that's the Ravens, the Steelers, the 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 Super Bowl champion Rams at home, at the Cheaters, at the Yucks. Then a bye. But they're gonna need a bye after that stretch. Yeah, really. And then coming out of the bye, what do you have? Two games left. And then coming out of the bye. Um, they play the Falcons at home, and then they play at Cleveland, who owns them, and then they play at Philly, who owns them, and then they finish against the Arnolds at home. Oh, man. Hey, boy. Well, it's a challenge for, uh, for his, his first year as head coach. I don't know. I, right. I, I, I appreciate the call. Thanks. I'm not happy Thanks. about this at the Eagles on New Year's Day. Man, they got to figure out the Eagles. But but now they have even more time to figure out the Eagles. They don't play until next year. They play the Eagles next year. Our bye is basically next year. 
Is this like the latest buy in the history of the National Football League? I mean, who spends their buys Christmas shopping? It'd be a good it'd be it'd be a good weekend to Christmas shop. Two weeks for Christmas. Saints have a buy. And the previous Sunday, if they played the Yucks on Monday night, so they won't play the previous Sunday. They played all they played the Cheaters, the one before that. Oh man. I don't like this Eagles and Browns scenario here. Um, maybe the holiday will somehow. Maybe they'll spend so much money Christmas shopping, the Eagles and the Browns, they won't have any more money left to own the Saints anymore. Oh, man. Got to figure out how to beat Philly. Got to figure out how to beat the Browns. Got to They just have to figure it out. Have to. All right. Let's do this. Shift gears. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Shift gears. Talk Astros with Patrick McClellan of the Lima Time Podcast next on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, if you would like to get a special sneak peek for the new movie, Top Gun Maverick, you could win a pair of tickets for a special May 26th sneak peek at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard by doing this, texting Top Gun, T-O-P-G-U-N, text Top Gun to 68683, text Top Gun to 68683, you might win a pair of tickets for a sneak peek viewing May the 26th at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. All right, we're having trouble getting in touch with Patrick, talking about the Astros, but several interesting things having to do with, with the Astros. One is, it probably is the best time all season for what is ha- what is happening today to happen. And I, only, I say that only because, you know, this is a season where you don't have as many off days as normal. Well, the Astros had a really good start on Sunday from a starting pitcher. Pretty sure Garcia went, not Garcia, who was? Somebody went a long way. And then they had Monday off. And then Verlander went eight on on Tuesday. And then last night, they didn't have to use any bullpen because the game got weathered, delayed in the fourth inning. So essentially, they've only used Blake Taylor, although Presley got up. Taylor got off that inning, got off to a little bit of a rocky start Tuesday. Presley got up and threw a few warm-up pitches, but but he didn't get into the game. So they've essentially, in three day over a three-day period, they've only used one relief pitcher. So it, it, it you know, so you know, they should have a lot of arms available. Now that's gonna disappear, you know, 
after today's doubleheader, essentially, probably. But still, in terms of if you're going to wear, you know, it was the equivalent of getting a bad start. They only got three innings out of Urquidy because the game was halted in the top of the fourth. So um, they're up 5-1, and they're going to have to use the bullpen. But again, the bullpen is, other than opening day, is going to be as fresh as it's been all season with with only one arm being used over the last three days. So that that's good. And so they're, they're probably in position to, to, to do, you know, where they could throw this guy one inning and maybe this guy two innings and throw another guy one inning and another guy one inning and, and get to the end of the game. Now, um, you're up five to one. Does it mean you're going to win? Kind of an unusual situation there. So we'll see how that plays out. And then Garcia, so I was wrong about Garcia because Garcia's pitching today. But Garcia's uh, making his schedule start. His last start was fabulous. So we'll see how they do um, finishing out this series in Minnesota. The thing, again, I I, I mentioned Jeremy Pena in in the first hour. And by the way, um, certainly – Feel for, I didn't think we would have time for phone calls in this segment, but we do. And so if you would like to get in on the game hotline, 706-0111, certainly feel free to do so. The, the, Jeremy Pena's played about a month of baseball. So it's a very small sample size. Is it possible Jeremy Pena's going to go into a prolonged slump as a rookie? Of course it's possible. But the thing that excites me about Jeremy Pena is all the all the things that he's done in in his first month in the major leagues. I've seen him hit a couple long, long home runs, which means he's got power. I've seen him take ball four in a clutch situation on a borderline pitch, which means he has the ability to not be over-anxious in tense moments. I've seen him work the count. I mean, he's had a couple of bats where he, he's probably a little too aggressive. That's going to happen. It's baseball. But I've seen him be patient. I've seen him foul off pitch after pitch after pitch. I've seen him hit a two-run homer off the with two outs off the um off the the hottest closer in major league baseball at the time who had a who had the a streak of 31 consecutive saves i've seen him um beat out infield singles i've seen him hit sacrifice flies deep in the count and again that sounds like nothing but there are veteran hitters who are terrible at that. Like he did it again last night. He fouled off pitch after pitch. And he got one that was, and this one wasn't actually a little off the plate. And he still got the sacrifice fly to right field. When they pitch him inside, he's got incredible hand speed. Like he can really launch the ball on inside pitches. And last night, his RBI single that he dumped into right field was a pitch away, and his sacrifice fly was a pitch away. 
man, he should. I, I've seen him slide creatively, look like George Springer the other night, scoring on a on a sacrifice fly, which was essentially a pop up into the into shallow outfield. I, I just, it's been. He's made a few errors. I mean, he's not perfect, but but. I've just seen so many things already in this first month that it's just he just he just seems unflappable. Unbelievable. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. Good morning. How you doing? It's Martin. Pretty good. Uh so I I guess the Astros are winning the World Series this year, huh? Oh, I I'm certainly think there are, would be on a short list of teams to discuss it. I don't know if they're going to win. I mean, who knows? What, you know why I say that, huh? Why? Because uh, I, I I met a FedEx man, Paul, and he said that his 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 Yankees were winning the World Series because they won that ten game win streak, and now the Astros are on a win streak. You know, so I guess they win in the World Series this year. Oh no, I don't believe so. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Now FedEx man's a he roots for the punks. And by the way, I haven't discussed oh, yeah. FedEx man's bucks. But, they had an incredible victory last night. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But but no, but, but, no, Paul's Yankees. Like I told, uh, yeah, I don't think. Like so. I told him, it, it's still early in the season, and, and like I call him, uh, uh, street clothes Stanton and street clothes Judge. They they a game away from getting injured they get injured like it's nothing so i mean anything can happen but like i told five names don't really start getting concerned till pretty much after the all-star game that the all-star break that's when you really gotta start you know kind of getting you know into it or whatever oh, yeah you know? i mean but I, again i don't look can happen man oh absolutely a i don't look at happen. the standings until june um normally and maybe even a little later this year because of the late start but but no, I, I just like what I'm what I'm seeing out of certain people. And um right. long term we'll see how how it plays out. But I, I like look, if Verlander is Verlander, and so far he looks like Ver, Verlander. If McCullers comes back this I don't need him to pitch all season. If he comes back the second half of the season and pitches like he did last season, till he got hurt in ALDS. And, and Framber just pitches to his potential. This could be one of the best starting rotations in baseball. Right. And, he, and, and and FedEx, man, he's trying to get get a Red Sox fan right here to wear a Yankees uh, garbage jersey. That ain't never happening, man. I, 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 I'd rather wear, wear the worst jersey in the world than wear that, man. <laughs> you know, I ain't expecting much of my, my Red Sox this year. They're kind of having a down year. Then I heard that they, they're probably going to end up trading Bogart. So, I mean – I, I I don't know what what to expect out of him. I ain't expecting much, you know. But uh, that's all I wanted to say, man. You have yourself. Oh, and by the way, did you take your medicine this morning? I did. Yes, fortunately, okay, I good, did. Because I heard you getting fired up this yeah, morning. Yeah, you know, that's scheduled. The NFL gets on my nerves because I'm a Cowboys fan. But but yeah, man, uh, just just hang in there. Things are gonna get better, man. Uh, Y'all didn't drop a quarterback in the first round. So all right, absolutely. Good. All right, thanks, thanks for the call. Man, have a good one. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. As I'm hearing, the Cajuns are down one nothing to Troy. Looks like the Cajuns are down one nothing to Troy. Sam has not pitched well lately, so we'll see what happens. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Put- Hanging in there, sir. Well, uh, you might have to take some more meds after I finish my my observation. 
Okay. So I was listening. I was listening to you earlier about the same schedule. In my in my entire life, I, weeks like starting like ninth week. Kind of, can you wait till the fourteenth to get a week off? That makes no sense yeah, to me. I don't. I don't like that at all. So how can you do it? Yeah. For sixteen games for decades, and now you decide, well, we'll stretch it out. It's, I mean, in, it, or it could go really bad, because if you have a lot of uh, people who are hurt, and you have to wait to the 14th week to get some rest, man, that, I, I, that's just craziness. Yeah, I don't like it at all. But very little, very few things the NFL does do I like. So it's not a surprise. Hey, it's typical yeah. NFL junk. I think the, the the latest I've ever seen an off week is maybe nine or tenth week. I mean, I've never seen in the eleventh, twelfth, or thirteenth before. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like you know. Again, a bye week on December the eleventh. That just sounds brutal. Yeah. Well. Well, it doesn't surprise me with uh, with the NFL and the Saints. So, just chalk it up to another anomaly that that that's a, a a coincidence. But we all know better. Yes. All right. You have a great. All day. right. You too, sir. Thank you. Bye. Right, all right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Keller. Yes, sir. What is that bye week again? December the 11th in May. I mean, it might as well be May if it's that late. I say May. That's when the whole season, though. I Aww. mean, that's, that's, I mean they, shouldn't just have, they shouldn't have given them one. Oh, that's pitiful. You could do it like that, you know? You could do I was talking about that with somebody the other day. They were talking about that five-week stuff. And they said, how the hell you get a five-week Early in the season, like week two or week three, it's just like the rest of the season like to go with this extra yes. game and stuff. Yes. You know, I mean, it's crazy, man. So that schedule looking pretty bad, Kevin. Well, it, it looks very backloaded. Like all the tough, all the really, really tough games look kind of towards the back of the year. The first half of the schedule, if but the problem with that is a lot of teams aren't really ready to be themselves until week four or five. But as long yeah, as as long as they're right, as long as they're they can reach their potential or close to it. In week one, the first half of the season looks doable. The second half of the se- schedule looks brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of looking at that second half. I'm like, man, I said they put all the tough games late. I guess that's, a, you know, make it tough on them. You know, you want to make the playoffs, you got to beat the tough teams, you know. So I'm like, man, yeah, I kind I kind of figured that was kind of a rough schedule also, you know. Now, Kevin, I got some breaking news for you, Kevin. Okay. It's not the rest of the world. It's you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's not the rest of the world, Kevin. I'm the it's sane you. one. The rest of the world's nuts. <laughs> Let me tell you who's nuts, though. <laughs> Let me tell you something right quick, a little quick story. I'm fishing the other day, okay? Now, we're talking about football. And the guy I'm fishing with, he's just sitting there, wee, 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 w
for coming to find out after all that we, we, you know who he was talking about, we? Uh, I found out he was talking about we when he said Brady's name, and he said we, and I said we, so you like the Patriots. So immediately, immediately, Kevin, immediately, I had to get away from him. I, I said, oh, no, no. I can't deal with it. You can be trying to steal my shrimp and stuff and all that. No, I, said, uh-uh. I can't deal with that. I can't sit down and talk with a Patriots fan while I'm trying to fish. He's not breaking my spirit, Kevin. That's not happening. The football will soon be coming around. You think I want an idiot Patriots fan sitting next to me breaking my spirit? So, so, so you had, so you had a, a Patriot fan uh, next to you stealing your shrimp? No. If I was going to stay there long enough, that would have happened. Oh, I didn't okay, know that. I got so you. You wasn't getting away with that. <laughs> Once you mentioned you was a fan, I was out of there. I packed up myself and I went down the road. I was out of there. That was it. I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you can't play that with me, buddy. You can't sit up there and say we like I'm with you. And then all of a sudden you bust out your Patriots fan. Oh, it was time to go, dude. I can't help you. You catch your own thing. You do your own thing and talk by yourself. It's cool. You know. <laughs> I don't play that kind of stuff. The Kevin, man goes Kevin, fishing and relax, not get stressed out. <laughs> I agree with you. Thank you. Hang in there. <laughs> oh, that'd be awful. Fishing next to a, a, a fan of somebody that you hate. That's not good. You can't do it. Might as well hop up and go somewhere else. I'm with him. All right. We'll take a, another time out. Come back with more on this Kind of unique, bizarre edition of Footnotes on this Thursday. Schedule leak reveal reveal day. I don't know why they call it schedule reveal day. They leak everything. We'll be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, Cajun Heartland State Fair, if you would like to win a family four-pack of ride tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair scheduled for the Cajun Dome on May the 26th through June the 5th, this is what you need to do. Text CHSF, CH. SF Cajun Heartland State Fair to 68683. Text CHSF to 68683. You might win a family pack of four ride tickets to the Cajun's Heartland State Fair. Can you imagine if Rockefeller got on the top of a merry-go-round or the Ferris wheel, I should say. That's what I meant to say. Got on top of the Ferris wheel and discovered that the person in the little, um, whatever, carriage with him is a Patriot fan. Call. They don't jump, cat. At least get to the bottom. Just hold your breath. Don't jump. <laughs> he's got to close his eyes the whole time. Oh, just close your eyes. Hold your fall. breath when you get to the bottom. Then jump. But don't jump when you're at the top. I'm just trying to give him some helpful advice. <laughs> All right. it, that's a good question. <laughs> yes. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, hanging in there. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. 
Now, I've been an Astro fan since they were the Colt 45s in 1962, spring training, Patsy Junction, Arizona. So I'm not a, con- a Johnny-come-lately, but uh, I think I love them almost as much as you do. I do not miss a game. And I love your show. We, uh, we live in Baton Rouge, and uh, I try to get your show as often as I can. It is very entertaining, and I want to thank you for that. Well, I want to thank you for calling and being such a, a great Astro fan. Now, what do you think of Jeremy Pena? Isn't he exciting? You know, Kevin, uh, he reminds me of Willie Mays and his base running. He's very instinctive, and he's very uh, smart. He, he, there were a couple of plays the other night where they should have doubled him up, but he, he didn't let it happen. He just kept going. And eventually he scored a, a run on a really short sacrifice fly. Yes. The, the kid is, uh, he. we got something there. Uh, I, I was critical of the Astros for letting Correa uh, go, but uh, this kid is going to be all right. And, I, again, I thank you for that because I was all down when I heard the news that he was gone, Correa. But then I heard you say, well, I turned in to watch the Astros game. I wanted to see the new shortstop. That's the right attitude, and I should have had that attitude. I commend you for that. And the thing of look, and I love Carlos Correa, but he had oh, he, Carlos Correa has never had an MVP offensive season. In other words, he's a really good hitter a lot most of the time. He's a great leader and a great defensive player and the strongest right arm I've ever seen on a relay throw ever. But but he's not you can't give a guy who's not who's never put up MVP offensive numbers 10 years 350 million especially when they obviously had an idea of some of what they had in Peña so it's worked out great. Yes, it has. Now, uh I if I were the Astros, I know we have the DH this year. If I were the Astros, I would let the pitchers hit and say the catchers are the DH <laughs> I think those guys have a combined under 10 hits, and we've been playing for a month. Now, am I right about that? You're right, but I, I still think uh, – you're right. But 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 I, I still <laughs> think Castro will come around and, and hit okay. They're just so good defensively. Um, but, no, I get what you're saying. No, Candy hasn't gotten a lot of hits this year, but he's got a couple big ones, so we just got to hang in yeah. there with him. Hang in there with him. He has. Uh, speaking of Castro, the next time you have Patrick on, I would appreciate if you would uh, remember to ask him for me, uh, what was the basis of Castro voting against the collective bargaining agreement? I'd just like to know what, uh, if does he have any idea, did Castro make right. any statements about that or what? I think I think it's a um, a great question. I'll try to do that. And look, I appreciate you calling and, and keep calling. I I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. Bye-bye. Thank you, man. You, you gotta love a dedicated 1962 50 what's 50 60 year old Astro slash Coach Cavorty five fan. That's awesome. Thanks for calling. Hopefully he continues to do that. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Man, I thought you were talking about me when you were saying all those things right there. I thought you were describing me. Kevin, listen, I, just stick, sticking with the theme, 
it's a good thing the NFL wasn't in charge of of D Day because we'd all be speaking German right now. <laughs> what is, That's true. What, what, what is this really? I'm, I'm watching this morning on TV. Oh, watch the 7 p.m. release time of the. You know, we're gonna break down. We're gonna release the schedule. Break. No, I'm getting updates on my phone from the Acadian Advocates. See the Saints 2022 schedule. They got it all broken down. They got the whole. Not- what in the world? It's, yeah, it's Kevin, everybody's so impatient. It can't not be the rest of the world, Kevin. It's got to be us. <laughs> I mean, it has been. Hey, listen, Kevin. Let me tell you something. Not that I'm one of them, but boy, you got some characters. That dog on Rockefeller, that is one funny man right he's, there. He's 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 something. Listen, when he says he picked up his stuff, <laughs> he picked up his stuff and left because the man the man was was stressing him out while he was fishing was gonna steal his shrimp. That's some funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you can't be sitting by no Patriot fan if you hate the Patriots. That's just not oh, kosher. No, not when you're fishing. No, no not when not, you're fishing. The man, the man. Listen, but listen, his delivery, he, he's he's a classic man. Between him and Jewel, they are they they are they got some classic stuff going on. When he calls, I just can't I can't wait to hear what he's gonna say. <laughs> well you right, you 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 thank goodness we're not speaking German because good thing Roger Goodell wasn't in charge of D Day. Good thing yes. was like because we <laughs> We'd be speaking German right now. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Take care. All right. Speaking of Rockefeller, hello. Hello? Kevin. Yes, sir. I want to get back with you. So, now, what did Paul tell FedEx, man? Say that again? Or what, did, uh, or what, what was told to Paul? Uh, the gentleman called about, uh, I think he was confusing Paul with FedEx man because FedEx man is somebody totally different, but, but I think he was talking about Paul and his Yankees and, 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 and how, you know, his guys Stanton and judge are going to get hurt and they're going to be in street clothes before long. Yeah. Let me tell you about Paul, Paul and his Yankees. Now, you know, Paul's a Knicks fan, right? Kevin Fuss? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, who do you think Paul is pulling for in the Celtics and the Bucks? Uh, he better be pulling for the Bucks. Kevin, you lost your mind. That man pulling for the Celtics, Kevin. I told him. I said, man, something happened to you this last year and a half. I don't know what happened. Now the man pulling for the Celtics. You hear me? You can't you be a me? Knicks fan and the pull Celtics, for the Celtics. After all the heartache and the yeah. pain that they gave the Knicks over the years before you and after you and doing you and the yeah. man's pulling for the Celtics. Awful. So, like I said, I'm just going to quote him. He's not with us right now, but I'm just going to quote him. Catch your head, cat. Catch your head. <laughs> no, you, if you if you claim to be a Knicks fan, cannot pull for the Celtics. Can't do it. Cannot do it. By the way, incredible job at the end of that game last night by the Bucks. I I don't. That was that was Drew Holiday. I mean, that was something. Basically. The Celtics collapsed, but you have to be willing to take it. You have to be willing and ready to take advantage of the collapse. And the Bucks did that. Very, very impressive. FedEx man's got to be a happy man today, no question. 
His punks got beat yesterday, but he's happy. His Bucks won. Incredible series so far. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. That'll do it for this segment. We'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's wild and wacky NFL schedule reveal. <laughs> Day of footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. It's going to be a long way until we get to the Saints by in December, a.k.a. May. I mean, unbelievable. A week 14 by. want to tell you, if you want to get a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, you need to go become a member of the game clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So sign up today. All right. So we learn. We'll know officially, officially, officially tonight at some point. But basically, we've read off the entire um, Saints schedule. And I can't even tell you how many times I'm going to wake up at 2 in the morning and I'm going to flip over and say, man, we got to figure out a way to beat the, the the Browns on Christmas Eve and the Eagles on the road on New Year's Day. Got to figure these people out. They absolutely own the Saints right now. And hopefully the Saints can figure how to figure how to address that. By the way, before we go, it is the bottom of the second. It is uh, now going to be top of the third. We got a final out. It is 4-1 Louisiana over Troy. Lots of little errors by the pitcher to the catcher, bringing home two runs to get us up by three. All right, so Cajuns fell down one nothing, scored four runs in the bottom of the second, so up 4-1, second game of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament against Troy in Mobile. So we'll see what happens there. Appreciate all the phone calls today. Great job, Wall and Wacky. NFL reveal with quotes around reveal day. Y'all have a nice one. Also a reminder, Astros will be live today at 1210.